I'm Steve Maletto from Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Hey, leaders of learning, welcome back for episode 26 of the podcast. I want to start with a little housekeeping. First, I want to let you know that I will continue to publish content all throughout the summer. I know at this point, school is out for most, if not all, of my listeners. I just finished a few days ago, but there's no time to slow down for me. I want to continue learning throughout the summer, and I would love for this podcast to be part of your summer learning and professional development as well. So continue to look for new episodes every other Monday. Next, I want to let you know that at the time of this episode's release on Monday, June 25th, I am in Chicago at the ISTE conference, ISTE 2018. I'm so excited to be there, and I would be even more excited if you, the loyal listeners of this show, find me there. Let's take a selfie together. Let's meet up. Let's chat. Let's talk about leadership. Let's just connect. So please find me and say, hey, I'd really appreciate it. Now, I got a great guest in this episode for you, and I want you to listen all the way to the end because he has written a book that came out not too long ago, and yet again, I'm going to do another contest to give away one autographed copy of the book. My guest, Dr. Nathan Lang, this guy is extremely interesting. He is a speaker and author. He is currently the chief education officer at We Video. He has served in the past as a teacher, assistant principal, a university adjunct professor. He was once the director of elementary curriculum and instruction in the Metropolitan Nashville Public School System. He was even the education supervisor at NASA's Johnson Space Center. He has recently published a book called Everyday Instructional Coaching. He's also co-authoring an upcoming book with none other than Dr. Robert Marzano. I really hope you'll enjoy this interview with Dr. Nathan Langrad. It is my honor and privilege to have have on as my guest in this episode, Dr. Nathan Langrad. Thanks for joining us. If you could introduce yourself to the audience, uh, who are you, where are you, and what do you do? Hey, thanks, Dan, for having me on your show. Pleasure to be here. And yeah, my name is Nathan, and I live in sunny San Francisco. I currently work at WeVideo. I'm the chief education officer there, but I have worked in various forms, I guess, in education. I started off as a high school science teacher. I worked at NASA. Uh, I was a principal, elementary school, and also in high school. Uh, I've been a director of curriculum and instruction uh, in Metro Nashville schools. And I've also uh, worked with a couple of ed tech companies. So, uh, and also do some consulting on my own. <laughs> so lots going on and, and uh, definitely have a passion for uh, education, especially uh, changing paradigms and 
education. Yeah, well, I think that makes us similar, except I don't have quite the uh, experiences that you have. That's pretty impressive. And we'll get into some of that in a few minutes. Now, actually, uh, we've not met in person. Hopefully we will one day, but we live on opposite ends of the country, really. Um, and so I just know you virtually and, and through connecting on social media. And uh, I think probably the first way that I became familiar with you and your work I I think if I can remember correctly is when I kind of got connected with like the lead up group and lead up chat and lead up now. And I was just wondering if you might be able to kind of explain that movement a little bit. What is lead up chat all about? Because uh, just for, for your knowledge, uh, you know, this is a show about educational leadership, but I always talk about how leadership can be practiced by anyone, regardless of the position that they're in or the title that they have. And um, so if you could just explain lead up a little bit. Absolutely. And first, I have to give credit to uh, one of the other co-founder, Jeff Veal. Um, he and I uh, really visioned this about three years ago. And I have actually uh, since taken a step away from it, but happy to kind of share uh, a little bit about what it is and, and how the movement evolved. And so about three years ago, we saw on Twitter a movement of educators really rallying around this concept of sharing best practices, sharing stories, sharing what works, what doesn't work. And uh, later it became known as a PLN or a professional learning network. And teachers are the biggest group of, of um, as far as educators go, it's, it really dominates Twitter. There, there's no other profession out there uh, that has quite the, the, the representation like educators. And so it's very important that we have a space to be able to share uh, all the, the great things that are happening and also share strategies and ask questions and so forth. And so uh, Lead Up Chat is just one of many chats. Uh, there's also another chat that I uh, was involved with called Diverge Ed, and it was focusing on divergent thinking and, and kind of out-of-the-box strategies. Uh, there's so many good ones out there uh, right now and and uh, definitely would encourage your listeners to uh, find a chat. They can, they can go to an organization like Participate and uh, Participate has all the chats that are, that are listed and they can go on and usually they're typically from 30 minutes to an hour and a series of four or five questions and you'll learn from 20, 30, 40, sometimes hundreds of other educators uh, right there at the same time. So uh, very, very uh, exciting to see all of the, the connections that are made. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many people that I met on Twitter and then a couple of years later would meet face to face because of the Twitter connection. Yeah. And I mean, this is, is really all about interviewing you, but I want to chime in here. You know, as far as getting connected, I can't say enough about it and advise people enough uh, to do it because it's it's helped me tremendously. Uh, it's helped me grow, of course, as an educator. But uh, it's presented me with many, many opportunities. And I'm and I'm talking about only the last uh, just over two years, I think, really, since I got completely connected um, between going to conferences, presenting at conferences, um, you know, even winning some awards here and there, uh, doing this podcast, going back to school for my doctorate. I know you have yours. We could probably talk about that forever. But um, man, just like so many doors have opened up uh, from being connected and, and uh, just networking the, the way that 
we've networked, uh, whether it's on Twitter or Voxer or, or any of those really cool social media, like you mentioned, that, that educators are using. It's, it's pretty awesome. But uh, anyway, um, I wanted to get back to what you said about, uh, I know you're currently working at WeVideo. Uh, you've done some work before for other ed tech organizations. And, and so I know that um, you're really passionate about not just ed tech, but student creation. So um, if you could talk about your work at WeVideo a little bit and, and maybe just in general, uh, what kind of work you've done and how you've helped move that process along in education. Yeah, Dan, sounds good. So we hear a lot in education about these, you know, we started off as the four C's and now I think we're up to six C's and we call them 21st century skills. And, um, and essentially really what they are, are, are we want our students to leave school and be able to go into the workforce and be successful. And so it's not necessarily memorization of, of the parts of a cell or mathematical algorithms or um, different dates in history uh, that are going to make students successful, but it's going to be the ability to solve new problems and be able to be innovative and work collaboratively within a team and a group of people. And so uh, we hear a lot about the importance of creativity, uh, but I feel like we don't have a, a lot of tools out there to help teachers really or really support teachers, support students and how to be creative. So uh, one of the, the visions I have uh, in my current role at WeVideo is to show how creativity through video creation uh, can really be a pathway to raising the level of thinking. And so it's a pathway to deeper learning. And so not only are students having fun, <laughs> which learning should be, it's sad that we have to talk about how learning should be fun, uh, indicative of the kind of education that we probably went through uh, when we were going through K-12 education. But uh, so not only is learning fun, engaging, and meaningful, uh, you're thinking at high complexity levels, and you're being able to synthesize and deconstruct and reconstruct and defend and evaluate. And those are the high, higher level thinking skills we want our students to have. And so, yeah, that's that's really one of my passions there for, um, for all teachers is to be able to think, how can we use existing strategies in our classroom in a different way? Um, you know, there's one strategy, like, you know, I think pair share, we've, that's been around for 37 years. And sometimes we, we act as if, that, oh, this is a, a brand new strategy. You're an innovative teacher. <laughs> and it's, it's a strategy we've used for a long time, which is nothing wrong with it. But I think, how could we take existing strategies and maybe integrate media or technology in a meaningful way uh, to ensure that students are learning at the highest levels? Yeah, I love all that. And, and, uh, of course, I believe strongly in student content creation. And actually, what's cool about having you talk about some of this stuff is I've had now a few consecutive episodes of the podcast where we've, we've brought this up. Uh, I spoke with Don Wetrick. And uh, he's crushing it in terms of having his students innovate and, and become entrepreneurs. And, and then I just uh, spoke also with Rabbi Michael Cohen or Tech Rabbi. And, and so this, is, this theme has come up quite a bit. And so I'm, I'm really glad that you took us through some of that. And, and I have to say, I, I'm going to be totally transparent. I've not used WeVideo. However, I've attended EdCamp sessions on using WeVideo. And I've heard lots of really great things about it. So I guess I just wanted to say, keep up the good work. I know that it's a solid product. And uh, while I have spent a little bit more of my focus on some other tools uh, at the, with the students at my school, uh, that's something that's you know kind of in the back of my mind to, to mention to them at some point. But it really seems like a great tool. 
Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, I, we definitely, one of the things I love about uh, this organization, this company is that everyone believes in it and uh, that it's built for educators, it's built for students to be creative and be able to tell their story. And, and we think it's really, really important that students' voices are amplified. So I uh, definitely appreciate your words there. The Leader of Learning podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network, podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. For more great podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. The Leader of Learning podcast is also a proud member of Voice Ed Radio, changing the way you talk about education. To listen to more great education content, please visit voiceed.ca. All right, so we're going to switch gears now, and, and all the student content creation stuff is, is great, and, and I don't mean to downplay it, but I'm most interested to talk to you, especially as an instructional coach myself, about your new book, right? Everyday Instructional Coaching, Seven Daily Drivers to Support Teacher Effectiveness. If you could, a uh, little bit about the book, and, and if you, if you uh, can do it succinctly, uh, explain those seven drivers. What do you mean by that? Absolutely. So I'm really excited. As you said, Everyday Instructional Coaching was just released beginning of April. And really, it was a result of my work as a director of curriculum and instruction in Nashville. I had the opportunity and the pleasure to work with over 150 instructional coaches. And often you see in large districts and even in in medium-sized districts where you have multiple campuses in in a school district, you might have an instructional coach in, in one building um, and, and their function is a little bit different than in another building. And so you find inconsistencies in the role of a coach. And we know that coaching and coaches, uh, they're, they're masters of their craft. And, um, and additionally, there are, there are some existing principles like uh, the partnership principles uh, that are out there that they kind of help with how coaches work and provide some some foundations for how coaches can work with teachers. But in my book, what I wanted to do is think a bit outside the box. I wanted to uh, bring in some of the latest in uh, psychology research, actually, in, the, in the looking at human behavior. And a lot of what I believe and what I've seen on how coaches can be successful with teachers is being able to, of course, identify with with teachers, being able to create trust, being able to provide feedback in meaningful ways. I think these are things that we all agree already. It's not earth shattering on those things specifically, but I think what is interesting and um, what I was able to do in this book was provide, I guess, tools that help teachers and coaches be able to share feedback in meaningful ways. So like, for example, one of the drivers that I have as a part of the book is called reverberation. And reverberation is not really a word that's used a lot in education circles. I have never heard of it used before. And the reason why I created this driver was because oftentimes feedback is given from the principal to the teacher or from the coach to the teacher. We don't often have opportunities for teachers to give feedback to coaches. And so being able to have this reverberation go back and forth. And so being able to provide a medium or a tool to show teachers and coaches how they can reverberate through the coaching cycle. But the 
over, I guess, taking a step back, I, uh, I dove into one of the drivers. Well, really, oh, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Actually, uh, before you do, and yeah. I would like you to get back into that. It just, I, I kind of told myself I wouldn't do this, but I want to anyway. Um, first of all, I want to mention that in episode six, I believe it was of this show, I uh, interviewed an author who I, I loved his book, uh, Mark Crowley. Uh, is more of a business guy than an educator, but his his ideals and his uh, his own research really appealed to a lot of educators. His book is Lead from the Heart, and so I, I have a feeling that a lot of the stuff in your book kind of collides with uh, with that thought process as well. And and I fell in love with that that process. And actually, uh, although I'm still a little far a little bit away from uh, my candidacy and in, in my doctoral program. Um, it's, it's, I think some of your work and some of his work is, uh, aligned with, uh, kind of what I want to, want to study with. Um, and, and so all this stuff really is, is appealing to me. And, and so, uh, I, I appreciate you saying all that. Absolutely. That sounds like a great book that I'd like to read. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Cool. All right. So I cut you off. You were talking, we were about to get into those seven drivers, I think. Um, what, what else could you tell us? Yeah. Yeah. So those seven drivers, what I did was I thought in the day in the life of a coach, what are these what are daily actionable steps that can help kind of bridge this relationship between a teacher and coach? Because if the relationship is not solid, then obviously we can have frameworks and cycles and, and all kinds of, of tools, but they aren't going to be as effective. So the seven drivers are collaboration, transparency, inquiry, discourse, reverberation, as I mentioned earlier, sincerity, and influence. And so what I do, and, and I basically dedicate a chapter to each of the, the drivers. And I bring in, as I mentioned earlier, some, some research on obviously education theories and, and strategies that we may have received through teaching, through teacher training, uh, as we, you know, through universities and so forth. But I really focus on kind of the latest in uh, emotional intelligence and human psychology. And that's really going to help give coaches kind of a new lens through which they can look through as they're working with a teacher and be able to maybe see some things that they might not have has seen otherwise. That's cool. And, and I want to, I guess, just have you clarify again, um, when, when you say, or when the title of your book is in, instructional coaching, everyday instructional coaching, um, who, what, titles and what roles uh, are, might someone be in that this book would really speak to? Absolutely. So any educator who is in a role where the, the main function is to support teacher growth, teacher development, teacher um, leadership. And so traditionally, if a principal doesn't have um, an instructional coach in the building, they might have uh, tagged someone and say, hey, can you be a, a teacher mentor? Uh, but I also think it's great for, for principals and teachers to also read because it provides wonderful strategies on how uh, you can work with each other and how you can do things in your classroom that are going to help students um, think in different ways and more divergent ways. Um, so also, one of the things I love about it is because principals and coaches both have a major influence on change. I provide some strategies on how you can really be a catalyst for change. And so we always hear about uh, teachers that maybe uh, don't love an idea, which we're all humans. And, and sometimes, obviously, most times, uh, any any departure from what we're comfortable with, uh, we're going to put a little bit of a fight up. And so really sharing strategies on how we can get everyone on board and, and think in divergent ways. 
Uh, so even if you're not an instructional coach, that's something that every educator uh, would benefit from. So cool. I, I love I love that. So I love hearing that. And uh, I love that the book can appeal to uh, many different people in many different roles. Again, uh, my listeners have heard me say this over and over, but I, I still really believe that educational leadership can be practiced by anyone, no matter what uh, role they're in or what title they have. So I, I love that. Now, uh, as we wrap up, I just wanted to ask you this final question because I think I, I read this somewhere, uh, maybe on your website, pretty sure on your website, that you're working on another book with the one and only Robert Marzano. How, first yeah. of all, how exciting is that? Um, but I guess I was just wondering what you might be able to tell us about, uh, about that book, maybe tease it out a little bit and what you're working on there. Yeah. a matter of fact, Dan, I was working on one of the chapters just literally up and up to our interview. So <laughs> I took cool. a break from writing and, uh, jumped on this, this podcast. So, uh, it's very fresh in my mind. Yeah. So very honored to be a co-author with Dr. Robert Marzano, and it's going to be a, a book that's in tandem with his new Art and Science of Teaching that was released this year. And so uh, what this one will focus on is on the mathematics content. So basically taking some of the themes and elements in his last book and being able to provide some strategies and tools and examples that that the math teacher can use or, or a teacher that uh, may have some connection to math. And even if you, you don't teach math, some of the strategies can be used in other areas, but really helping to support teachers and what are some, some creative protocols? What are some ways that we can make thinking visible, especially in, in mathematics? So that's just a little commercial <laughs> for the next book. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome stuff. I, I really, I congratulate you uh, on all the success that you've had and, and everything that you're accomplishing and about to accomplish. Uh, again, the book, the, the most recent book, uh, Everyday Instructional Coaching, Seven Daily Drivers to Support Teacher Effectiveness. Uh, before you go, let the listeners know how can they find that book and how can they find you? Absolutely. So you can find the book on Amazon. And I'm honored that it was just uh, labeled as number one release in teaching and mentoring. So that was uh, really great news to receive. But you can get it on Kindle or if you prefer the, the paperback, uh, that's also available. And then would love to connect with the listeners here. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is dr. Langrad. That's spelled D-R-L-A-N-G-R-A-A-D. Great. Nathan, thank you so much for this time. I really appreciate it. Uh, again, just congratulations on the success uh, that you're having and, and with this book and um, working on the next book and, and everything that you're doing. So uh, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Dan. Really, I love to, to chat about uh, the exciting work that's happening and also love to hear about the exciting work you're doing. And, and so I really, it's a privilege to be on your show. All right. My thanks again to Nathan for coming on here and giving us a few minutes. And man, like I said before the interview, this guy is extremely interesting and I love so much of what he said. If you're not already connected with Dr. Langrad, please go ahead and, and find him. He is amazing to follow on social media. I mentioned before there was going to be a book giveaway at the end of this episode, so here we go. I also talked before about how I, and I hope for you too, that we're going to continue our professional learning this summer. So here's what I want you to do. Take a selfie. Take a selfie with a book you're reading right now, a podcast you're listening to, maybe even this one, that's okay too. Something that you're doing to learn and grow and develop yourself as an educator this summer. Of course, I would like you to post it to Twitter or Instagram. 
with the hashtag leader of learning, tag me in it, tag Dr. Lang Rad in it, but some kind of selfie with you and whatever is helping you learn and grow and get developed over the summer. This contest will run for two weeks and will end, and the winners will be announced on Friday, July 6th. Also, one more time, a reminder to please, if you're at ISTE, find me. Let's connect. Let's take our own selfie together. Maybe even sit down and record a podcast episode. Who knows? Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you had a great end to your school year. I hope your summer has gotten off to an amazing start. Thank you so much. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite way to listen. Also, if you like what you heard, please recommend this podcast to other educators, leaders, friends, or anyone you think would love listening and learning. And don't hesitate to leave a positive review on iTunes or whatever service you use to listen. For more information, head over to leaderoflearning.com. There you can also find the Leader of Learning blog, ways to connect on social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Boxer, sign up for our newsletter, and even how to purchase Leader of Learning merchandise. Thanks again, and remember, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a Leader of Learning. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.